Welcome to the Scrubverse podcast, your last stop for the latest in gaming news and pop culture. We're your hosts, Chris and Corey. Prepare for dissension. lozenges right now these are the ones that like they're like half lozenge half uh aura gel mm-hmm. and basically just make your mouth go numb oh the uh sephir yeah that, not sephiroth that... but no it's sephiroth sephical sephical yeah they used to give those out to us at, like candy when i was in jesus like oh you got you got like a little cold Take three boxes and then come back to me when you're done with them. Damn. Yeah. So shitty ass hauls. Fucking <laughs> some kid got super sick off of it too. Yeah. If you're taking three boxes, you're not supposed to take more than like two in two hours. Well, no, because the fucking they have a they have a, a anesthetic in it, and it's like five percent. And I know I almost got sick off of it, but we had one kid like fucking get real sick because of it. Because he was just one after the other after the other after oh, the God. other. Yeah, these are the Instamax versions, and mm-hmm. they have 15 milligrams of benzo- benzocaine. Yeah, benzo- yeah, yeah, yeah. So we had this one kid that would just sleep with them in his mouth. Yeah, and he'd wake up after coffee and Jesus. just put another one in. I think he his the inside of his mouth started getting like chewed up so, raw, yeah. yeah, because it's like eating away at the flesh, mm-hmm. and then on top of that, I think he also had like shortness of breath or some shit like that. It was like weird. So before I found out about these, uh, I would just take buy the bag of hauls that are like a dollar or whatever, mm-hmm. and uh, I would literally I would always put two in my mouth, both underneath each side of my tongue, mm-hmm. and I would sleep with them, and it was no problem. And uh, but with these babies, now nah, you can't do that shit with these babies. No. <laughs> First of all, they're too expensive, and second of all, they'll fuck you up. <laughs> they, I guess, they're subsidized where I'm at because they, you can get a box of them for like two dollars. Like it's they're three twenty eight down here. I mean, that's still pretty cheap, but that's cheap by yeah. my standards. They work though. Yeah. Yeah, I hung out with you this weekend. I know what cheap is for you. <laughs> We're going to Walmart for everything. $320 later. No, this is fine. This is not. Nah, I mean, fine. to be fair, some of that was because you bought an external hard drive. Absolutely. So. But I mean, like, even then, 200 and. No, 180. Yes. It, was, it was 180. Yeah. I, I sneeze and I spend $180. So it's like, whatever. Yeah. I went to Walmart yesterday to get groceries and it was just like, 100 bucks. I'm like, Shit. <laughs> I need Chris's card. <laughs> well, I got to buy like litter. And, well, I bought like a big ass thing, like a $15 thing of cat litter that'll last like for fucking months. Mm-hmm. Because we're actually, we've been looking at the Humane Society up in Jonesboro. And we found another kitten because we're wanting another kitten for this one to grow up with. Because it's just easier for two of them to grow up together. What happened to the other kitten that was at the, the construction site? Or it was at a uh, the the furniture store. They never he was he was our my cousin was never able to find it like or get it. It's still living underneath the building and all that oh, stuff. Okay. But the one that he brought over here, she's still here and she's spoiled rotten already. So, 
But we found another one. Uh, we found a black, uh, like short-haired uh, little kitten named Stevie. I'm gonna go look at it this week. Cool. So we'll see how that goes. They'll charge me an arm and a leg for an adoption fee, but whatever. How much is an adoption fee in Arkansas? Probably nothing more than fifty bucks, but I'm also cheap. So oh, okay. <laughs> Because she's coming up on her. She's about to be eight weeks. I'm, I'm judging she's about to be eight weeks. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to take her to the vet and see what they say. And usually they can get their first round of vaccinations. And you can usually with the girls, you can get them fixed really early. Yeah. So, which is what we're going to have to do. Because I had a cat growing up that I did not get fixed. And she was just howling like a whore. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But we did some shit over the weekend, didn't we? Yep. We had a bunch of shit. We worked. <laughs> uh, we went to Two Minute Games. Two Minute Games is a convention. It's in specialized- Oaks, Philadelphia. Yeah, there you go. I was trying to think of the location. I completely or Pencil. I'm sorry, Oaks, Pennsylvania. I thought it was in Philadelphia, like Greater Philadelphia. Whatever. Is Phil- so I'm gonna sound real stupid, but sure. Philadelphia is not a state, right? That's in Pennsylvania. No. <laughs> what the fuck? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like that's what I thought, and we weren't. I don't know, man. Like fuck it. We were in a nice hotel that was really nice weather, and mm-hmm. we drank we drank a lot. So <laughs> we get, we, well, we didn't drink as much as we thought we were going to. I mean, I drank as much as I thought I was going to. You you killed your bottle, so and I killed my bottle in three days, but that's pretty good for me. Yeah, but uh, yeah, we we checked out a bunch of fucking indie stuff too. That was really really cool. Mm-hmm. And we met up with our buddies from Mega Visions, which. That right, dude. I want to thank you personally because I now have my new Twitch emote. What do you? Oh my god! <laughs> if you stream more, you should take that. Should be your first emote because that I'm about to go into Photoshop and I'm about to work some magic to get just your face isolated. So there, there's a photo that's floating <laughs> around the Discord. Um, Mega Visions hosted a pole caliber or soul caliber tournament. However, the yes. rules were you're only allowed to use the the fishing rod if you for use, the Dreamcast because yeah, apparently the gyro shit works on soul caliber and apparently crazy taxi too. Yeah. So what I'm assuming is that each movement that you make with the fishing rod is an input on the face button. So like loosely, loosely. (laughs) So if you, if you hit a, uh, it's the same as swinging down. If you swing up, you're hitting like Y or X or one of the other two buttons. But anyway, bullshit. (laughs) um, We had a pole caliber tournament and originally Chris and Scotty were only expecting to like us four. Yeah. Like the four <laughs> of us, maybe a few other, yo, like 20 something people showed up to this. Yeah. Thing. I think 30 signed up and I think 20 actually showed. Yeah. It was crazy. There was this, we were a fire hazard cause it was taking up the entire <laughs> lane that we were in. It was, yeah, it was rough. It was great. But, uh, some of us get knocked out in the, the first round or so. And yeah, then, I mean, that's fine. I didn't practice like you did. <laughs> and also, we got we got put up against each other right away. Yeah, it, it's fine, though. Um, yeah, there was no loser's brackets. It was no, like, double a limb or anything. It was you lose and you're mm-hmm. out. So that's exactly it what was, it was. It was stupid. The entire thing was dumb. I loved it. Uh, Losing in the first round isn't as bad as making it to the finals and goofing it. Like like this guy. <laughs> like this guy. I lost to a dude named The Angry. Like he showed up. He didn't so, even give his real name. He looked So like apparently his Twitter handle is Krieg the Angry. Krieg the Angry. 
Yeah, because he ended up following. I think he ended up following Scrubverse and me. I don't know if he followed you, but he just put the angry. But he on Twitter, it's Krieg the angry. Okay. Yeah, so. he he looked like one of the boys out of River City Ransom, and like right at the end of it, yeah. he was just like, "Oh, give me a yeah. hug!" And I'm like, "Oh my god, I don't want to anger him." <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, he was cosplaying a guy from uh, Hotline Miami. That's okay. What it was. Yeah. Cool. Uh, but what it was is, so what it came down to was basically everyone found out that Nightmare was fucking broken with his overheads. Mm-hmm. And Chris, like, I mean, you played Nightmare right in the beginning. Mm-hmm. And then everyone just started realizing, hey, we just got to zone Chris. And they started realizing <laughs> it. And you got greedy. What happened was you got greedy. Yeah. Is what happened. I you was got a- super fucking greedy. I got ahead in the second round. So pretty much like all the big, slow, heavy characters with a whole lot of reach. They're the ones that to use when trying to do this because what, what I was trying to do is maneuver slowly my nightmare so that he can get into the perfect striking distance so that all I do is tip you and like you just you just fly across the stage. And if I'm lucky, yep. I bring you out. Um, that strategy was quickly realized. Um, <laughs> however, most of the people that I faced against was not a uh, – was not strong enough, did not have the willpower to to take me down except the angry. Yeah. A lot of that happened. Uh, yeah, we watched uh Connor, he uh he picked the lizard man he and also goofed it. Yeah, a couple other people picked like Sophie and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and those characters just were not good for the pole caliber tournament. No, but that, uh, that shit was real. Yeah. Maki and Killick did pretty well, but Nightmare was definitely is the first one to get banned. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, Astaroth was fucking dope too. Like there was just one dude. That there. okay? So that's the thing. Every round, almost I don't only think there was like one round that it was like very one sided. Mm-hmm. But every battle was like, oh shit! Like it, it went down to like round three. Like that Astaroth with the ring out with the wake up ring out. Mm-hmm. That's when I realized like this was go this was going nuts. <laughs> like I'm pretty sure you could hear us. From when you first walked into too many games, and we were all the way in the back, mm-hmm. it was so it was it was awesome, crazy. Uh, Apparently, Scotty just made that up on the whim, like the day before. No way. Yeah, so they no weren't way. gonna do that. They weren't gonna do that originally. Really? Yeah. Because TJ was telling me that pole caliber apparently has this been this thing that's carried over from the Sega uh, the Sega Addicts uh, age. Yeah, but uh, but Scotty was telling me he's like, yeah, I just. I we used to do it, and I just thought of it like two days before you know the convention. Let's do this. Let's just bring a Dreamcast, and I got two, two fishing poles. We'll see how it goes. Maybe we'll get like maybe five entries. That's and they got twenty. That's <laughs> fucking crazy. Uh, I'm definitely adopting that if we ever do a panel or a booth. Um, yeah, that shit's real fun. They they'll also be going to Magfest, and apparently the people from Magfest approached them. Uh, because MAGFest was right next to their booth. <laughs> Literally right next to their booth. And they were just like, hey, man, do you want to do you wanna go on stage and fucking do this tournament? And they were like, fuck, yeah. Oh, shit, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, so they were going to do like a no-shit pole-caliber tournament. It's uh, like, judging by the way that MAGFest does things, it'll probably be either on the stage leading up to the dealer's room or maybe yeah. even upstairs uh, in the, uh, the fucking... The game room where they had yeah 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 so, oh yeah because I remember from last year there was that there was that well, it wasn't Guitar Hero but it was the more in depth Guitar Hero that they were playing right outside the dealer's room Rock Band Guitar oh, no 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 no, no, no. Uh, Rocksmith Rocksmith that's what Rocksmith. it was yeah. yeah 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 that'd be that'd be fucking dope 
That'd be that might be a fire hazard too. So, <laughs> like you'll get into the dealer's room, but you can't get out because of the pole caliber tournament. Exactly, exactly. That would be awesome. So I'm used to like really big conventions. Like I've been to Animazement. Animazement yeah. takes up the entirety of like this giant ass hotel. Um, right. Magfest, you know, taking over National Harbor. Or whatever that, for four days. Yeah, I don't know if it's at the Gaylord anymore, but it's at like one of the yeah, major. Yeah, it was at the Gaylord yeah. last year. Yeah. Um, this one was more of like, it felt like I was going to a GP, like a Magic Grand Prix. Yeah, um, I feel you on that it's one. It's definitely a lot smaller, more condensed. It's almost mm. as, it's like a pseudo trade show because every all these different stores from across the United States are coming over with their booths and trying to sell. You know, what games anything. like anything <laughs> anything they had like they were there were a couple booths that were literally looked like a yard sale and they were just exactly. like offer us something <laughs> <laughs> that's where i got some of my awesome deals at though like all my crazy yeah. ass deals i got from stuff like that but again there's there's those booths that have like the multi-thousand dollar item like the man fucking... i saw the not for sale like n64 cartridges for like 25 to 3500 dollars a piece yeah the the not for sale majora's mask that i think banjo kazooie banjo kazooie um and then just a bunch of things that were in slabs like this is like uh what do you call it they were selling magical chase it was slabbed mm. And that was going for... Oh, yeah, the, the slab ones were crazy. I was like, what are these, magic cards? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like They were going for like six, $7,000, even higher than that. Because Magical Chase by itself is like a $1,500 game, roughly. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I have I saw, four estimates on that one, but... I saw a copy of Panzer Dragoon Saga, and I thought it was like four... 20 and then i looked at it again and it was 819 yeah so i was like <laughs> yeah i have 819 dollars sitting in my fucking that's closet right that now. is just crazy to think that a game is worth that much money and, and not even like in mint exactly and that's why i'm like yo y'all need to fucking remake this game because there's never been a remake at all of that right no there hasn't um and that's that's why when it comes to like trying to get these companies to either release a license which usually will never happen or get them motivate them to do like a remake of them i'm really hoping that panzer drag uh the first panzer dragoon is successful because hopefully they'll go and remake two and saga right because there are what percentage of gamers do you think have not been able to experience panzer dragoon saga I'm not saying I would that say it's, at least eighty percent. I I'm popping that number up higher because yeah. you got in especially in the United States, not a whole lot of people had a Saturn, and even then there was only thirty thousand copies of Panzer Dragoon Saga that was shipped, not sold, but shipped. Yeah, I mean I didn't even know about these games until I met you and Scotty and the Mega Visions crew. Yeah, so, so I was just like, oh, good games besides like the main franchise ones existed. Yeah. Like, I love my Saturn. I used to be the same way. I used to hate my Saturn, but... I mean, I, I own a Dreamcast now, so... It's just, I'm I'm really hoping that either A... No, no, not even that. I'm just really hoping that they will be successful enough to remake those games. Yeah. Because $800... There wasn't even ports? No. Jesus Christ. And that's, that's and that And that goes into the other thing. Because, like, there is a bunch of games on these Sega consoles. Like, Pop Full Mail, Magical Chase. Um, there's uh, a few other ones that escape me at this moment um mm-hmm. but they go for anywhere between you know 300 to two thousand dollars 
Like it's That's crazy. crazy expensive games and they've never seen a port or a re-release. And people wonder why they try to um, emulate these games, you know? Yeah, yeah. I feel you on that one. So, uh, Speaking of emulation, I finally got the Retro Freak uh, shipped off. Cool. So uh, hopefully we get a refund on that one. But yeah, but going back to too many games, like uh, I guess we can go into... That's basically what this whole podcast is going to be. We got a couple, yeah, we got a couple news articles we're going to go over, but uh, do we want to just go ahead and jump into it? Because that's basically both of our weeks. Where do you want to start? Do you want to start with the indies or do you want to start with I th- pickups? I think we or... should, I think we should start with our pickups and then like events that we've done. I mean, we've already kind of talked about events, but I think we should do pickups and end it with the indies. So Sure. I know I've said previously that I am a huge fan of getting imports or translations of games that did not make it over to the United States. Uh, Boy, I thought you were about to freak out at that one booth where the the ROM hacks and everything. Yo, and, that, and that's the thing. <laughs> like, I owned a lot of them. My my freak out came when I found this. This is Megami Tensei, the Old Testament. Megami Tensei had one and two were released in Japan only. Apparently, they're based off of novels. The, the author was heavily involved in the development of those games and the crafting of those stories. Um, they were originally released for the Famicom. And okay. after the Super Nintendo came out, they came out with a compilation of 1 and 2, but again, never made it over to the States because the first Shin Megami Tensei game that made it over to the States, I believe, is Shin Megami Tensei Nocturne, which is the third one in the series. That's what I thought. I thought it was the third one. Yeah. Yeah. But that's really cool because I can't find a translation for the second one. And I didn't want to start the first one without a translation for the second one. So this is kind of a big deal for me. Um, I got a copy of Time Stalkers. Um, It's been a while since I played this. Chris from Mega Visions kind of motivated me to get this. Yeah, I saw I saw one at a booth that was like thirty five bucks, and you were like, "No, nah, I'm not getting that." <laughs> no, <Nah. So. laughs> and I th- I think I ended up getting this for like either fifteen or twenty dollars, and it was combined with another product. Oh, I know my I got a Turbo Graphics adapter for AV, and I've actually been using it. I've been playing my Turbo Graphics in the other room. Oh. oh, was it from that booth? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, okay, because I, I know you got that, and I got you got the GameCube uh, AV cable, but I didn't know you went back and got the Time Stalker. Yeah, so the Time Stalkers, I got that, and um, I think I need a new Turbo Graphics because while the picture, for the most part, is good, I'm having this this white bar. Like it's not really like a solid white, but there's this mm. fade of white that is constantly going up my screen. As I go, so I don't know if it's and it's not the adapter, right? It's not the adapter. Adapter's brand new, Um, and I think I remember it happening when I was using my RF connection. Mm. So I think that either the back of it is dirty, or I just need a new Turbo Graphics, which sucks because those things are a little bit on the pricey side. They're about a hundred and twenty bucks. Yeah, that's about what I we saw them for over the weekend. So what else? I got a Lundra too. I had a Japanese copy. But uh-huh. I wanted an English one because I don't know how to read hiragana. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I got this was this was what I went to too many games like dead set looking for, and this was supposed to be my only purchase of the week. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, we couldn't keep tabs on you. We kept getting split up. So <laughs> yeah, when I'm left to my own devices, I kind of make bad life decisions. But I'm really excited to finally have this. This is Elemental Gear Bolt. Um, it is ported by Working Designs. Working Designs is known for porting games like um, Lunar 
and some mm. of the Shining games. Like I uh, think I have Lunar 2 on PlayStation 1. Yeah, so I have Lunar for both. Lunar 1 and 2 for PlayStation, Lunar 1 and 2 for the Sega CD. Uh, I think I've got it for the PSP. And maybe like one of the downloads is one of the downloads for um, the P- PlayStation Vita. But this one oh, is right, right. a, it almost looks like the, it's a first person rail shooter. Like you would, okay. you, like you would, I would assume that you're supposed to have a light gun, but this game doesn't support light guns. It was just, you know, you use a controller and shoot whatever. Um, right, but it's right. cool. There's some, it's like, anime and shit like that yeah it's it's got a really cool name mm-hmm. i think chris uh mega vision chris was talking about that too yeah and then finally um this was the original thing that i was convinced to get uh chris was telling me about a game called elemental gimmick gear it is supposed to be one part zelda clone another part like rpg and he was just like, yeah, I found it. I found it for only like seven bucks. So you shouldn't have a hard time finding it. One, the game was hard <laughs> as fuck to find. <laughs> because at first, the first day that I found it, I found the Japanese copy. And the Japanese copy was 25 bucks. And I told him that he was just like, holy shit. Uh, I, didn't ex- I didn't expect that. I looked online yeah. and the English copy goes for about 70 and I was just like, I don't want. Wow. Yeah. So then I was just like, I don't want to scour around this entire place looking for an English copy when I just got the Japanese version and I don't know how language heavy it is. But because I'm stubborn and I want what I want <laughs> and I'm a fucking child, I continue to look around everywhere to find the fucking English copy. And I found one place that yeah. had it and I was able to talk him down to 65. And you waited until the third day. And to I waited get that until the too. third day to find the English copy. So if anyone wants a Japanese copy of Egg, you let me know. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I did not pick up as much as you did, uh, but luckily you were there because so what? Going to too many games, there wasn't really anything in my inventory that I was like, I gotta look for this. I gotta look for that. It was just like whatever the hell I wanted to look for, and I think it was like. I think it was day two. I was like, I'm going to get a Dreamcast. Or it might have been day one. I was like, I think I want to get a Dreamcast. Yeah, I, don't, I think it was not long after the Mega Visions panel that we went to. Um, yeah. That we were just like, yo, I need to get a Dreamcast. Because they were, they were talking it up. There was a lot of games that, you know, we were talking about. And you were just like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so one of my favorite games ever, especially from the arcade, is uh, Hydro Thunder, mm-hmm. which is a, excuse me. Sorry, I'm still I got con crud and sinuses and shit. So, but uh, but it is a uh, basically a racing game with like jet boats and stuff like that, and uh, it was really really awesome in the uh, arcade because because of, uh, of basically just how the cab itself is because mm-hmm. it's got the the thrust. Uh, you don't use like a pedal or anything like that. You have a thrust. Uh, like what would you call that? Like a I don't know. A, I think anything like the pod anyway. racing thing when you, you push, yeah 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 but you, you only push, have one of them and you push and it's the a good lever <laughs> the, the fuck you that game's great no you also uh, no no you win no, the no, fucking no. pod racing games no no first off the pod racing star wars episode one racer fantastic racer i don't give a shit what anyone says star wars I, you're episode- talking i i beat it i owned it and i beat it on the n64 yes yes it is a fantastic it, game the it's game not bad great it's underrated. Underrated. Uh, it's underrated because, but it's overlooked because that's a shit tier movie. So, <laughs> I'll, I'll give you that I'll, one. I'll, I was that's, gonna say, I'll say it right here. That's that you're not wrong, right? 
but anyway, uh, Hydro Thunder. I always, I wanted to pick it up. Uh, some copies, like I've seen people try to sell those. I think I found a couple people that are like twenty five bucks on like PlayStation One. I'm like, I'm not buying that. So I think we finally make the I finally make the decision to get a Dreamcast. But basically, I have you with me the entire time. I'm like, I need you to look at this Dreamcast and tell me if it's good for fifty bucks because there were some places that were selling them for like seventy five, mm-hmm. and you were like, no, that's way too much. So we I think we found two booths that sold them for fifty. And both of the uh, 360s, or not 360s, but both of the uh, Dreamcasts weren't bad, but we went with basically the first booth we found because they also had VMUs because we forgot to buy a VMU that night. Yeah, so the first night that we went to go get it, fucking, we're, we're sitting at home, like, Corey is happier than a pig in shit playing this fucking Hydra Thunder, and he's just like, how do I save my data? And I'm just like, oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah, no, it was what it was is uh, I was like, man, this controller feels like it's fake because it's so yeah, it's light, so light. And you were like, well, the VMU makes it heavier. And I was like, oh, I don't think I, did. I got one of those. You were like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> but luckily, we went back to the same booth and they had them for five bucks yeah, for it wasn't, so it wasn't bad. for a, a, a Dreamcast with a VMU that's still working. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like the watch battery is going out of it, but for 55 bucks isn't bad at all. No. Uh, I think I picked up uh, Hydro Thunder. I think I got it for 15 at a booth, so that's not too bad either. Uh, ended up picking up, uh, and we had all, I think it was me and Jason, were just like, should we buy this? And Jason's like, I'm not going to buy it. I was like, all right. Uh, and it's, yeah. and it's basically, I got Third Strike, but it's just the case and the manual but I got it for 15 bucks, and then we were talking about it. If I'm able to find like a just a disc for like let's say 20, that right there is like say 35 bucks for Street Fighter 3 Third Strike on Dreamcast, which complete goes for 70 dollars. So I think in that one, it wasn't me chasing. It wasn't me wanting to buy the product. It's chasing the potential deal mm-hmm. that is coming. And there's a lot so. of people that do that because people will go and just buy manuals. They'll just be like, hey, how much for this stack of manuals? And I'll look yeah. at them and they're like, what the fuck is wrong with you? But that's how they get completed games. Yep. And uh, that's just how it is. Yeah. Uh, I also picked up, and this was a really good deal, even though we found out the hard way that we didn't need them. Uh, I got three Xbox 360 controllers. Yeah. Uh, wire wireless ones for twenty five dollars. That's not bad at all. That's less than ten dollars a piece. But then me and Scotty were talking about it on the third day because we were originally planned we were all gonna play Anarchy Reigns against each other, mm-hmm. and I brought the 360 and all that, and we just, we found out that we were just weren't gonna have time. And then me and Scotty were talking about it, and Scotty goes, "Wait, I forgot that Anarchy Reigns isn't local co op. You have to like." get on a 360 and go through the land party and all that stuff. I was like, motherfucker. <laughs> this was after I bought the controllers, by the way. Mm-hmm. And and when you go to a convention like that, you can't just be like, hey, man, uh, I made a bad purchase. Let me get my money back. He's going to be like, who the fuck are you? Get out of here. <laughs> uh, but we have decided that at MAGFest that I believe you, I, Jason, and I think Scotty, we're all four going to bring 360s. Yep. We're all going to get Anarchy Reigns. I mean, the game's like five bucks on 360. So if anything, I mean, I'll toss five dollars for someone to buy it, mm-hmm. and uh, we'll cook it up as a land party and like that. Because the game's great. You guys watch me play it, and the story mode's not the best thing, but the fighting in it looked pretty cool, right? Yeah. So fighting's good in it. It's like an updated version of Mad World. It it basically is a pseudo sequel to Mad World yeah, because I it mean, has it has uh, Jack 
Jack came in it. Yeah, there you go. And it's got a bunch of other characters from Mad World, and mm-hmm. it actually continues the story and all that shit. But that's not why you play it. You play it so you could just you could play Big Bull and double grab people and kill them and <laughs> piss them off. So uh, what else did we get? I picked up a couple other things, just some things that were in a fifty uh, like half off bin. I picked up a copy of Castlevania on Nintendo, and I got it for fifteen because the label was messed up a little bit. Mm-hmm. But hey, it still plays it. I got a copy of Star Fox Guard for. Three dollars. You know there was a booth you got selling. There ripped was off. No, there was a booth selling that shit for twenty dollars. They are fucking retarded. But I thought three bucks is three bucks. That's not that bad. So I picked it up. Uh, I'll probably never play it because I when I bought it, I forgot I don't have a Wii U anymore. <laughs> so <laughs> uh, there was a uh, so about I think it was like what second day, maybe towards the end of the first day, I was like, hey, since I'm here, let me pick up a copy of Banjo Kazooie. Because I've been wanting to play that, and I could play it on 360, but I wanted to play it on, you know, N64. And there's, I should have known with him being released in Smash that the prices mm-hmm. of that game, I mean, we found a couple that were $25, $30, and I was like, man. And then the one I could have kicked myself in the balls about was that Japanese copy for 10 bucks, And I was like, well, I can't play that. And you were like, just buy it. I got the tools to be able to fix it so you can play it. And then we go back to the booth, and then it's already gone. Yeah. And I was like, ah, but it is, I mean, it is what it is. And I, I actually texted my cousin last night. I was like, hey, are you wanting to sell any of your old games? He's like, no, but if I do, I'll let you know. And I was like, fuck. <laughs> so, but uh, I'll be playing Banjo-Kazooie some way or another soon. Uh, I think that's basically all the pickups I got. There was a bunch of other shit that I wanted to buy. Like that giant-ass like, cool spot. Dude. So that's Cool Spot. There was a booth. I don't know if for the young kids that listen to this. Cool Spot was originally a uh, 7-Up mascot. Mm-hmm. He was a little red, basically, dot that had uh, shades on, and he had arms and legs. And his name was Cool Spot. And they made a video game about Cool Spot. That game is great. Yeah. That game, you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> You're wrong because I own that game and I played it on multiple, I'm talking multiple occasions in different parts of my life. It was great. And it's bad all the way across. <laughs> it's really weird because like your cool spot and you're just trying to find like, you're trying to find 7-Up stuff and all that. But at some point there's like very realistic enemies, like a crab that looks like a real fucking crab. And you're just like, well, this is weird. It's supposed to be like it's the cool spot in like a kid's room or the kitchen or you're at the, the beach. beach. Yeah, Because I remember that fucking crab and he always kills me. The beach is the first level. So that's why everybody remembers that crab. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But no, uh, like I know, you're wrong. That game's bad. I know that it's a shitty fucking platformer, but it is my childhood, and I forget all the hatred and angst from it from constantly dying. It's kind of like Lion King. Lion King, yeah, is a great game in my mind. I will not because it's lie. It's the Lion two. King IP. Exactly. Now, that game is notoriously like it looks cool because it's a Lion King game and it looks really good, but it controls like hot ass. So and like I remember growing up, my best friend at the time playing it, making it look like it was the easiest fucking game in the goddamn world. And then I touch it, I'm like, "What the fuck? This isn't Sonic 2." <laughs> Little do you know, your friend put 300 hours into exactly. that game. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I remember. I remember having Cool Spot, and we had Mario and Mario Kart, but we had Cool Spot. And I remember a game. We had Zoop. 
I don't know if you remember what Zoop was. Zoop was kind of like a uh, quote unquote Tetris puzzle fighter kind of game where you just it was a very, very super third party where you had to line up stuff. And then I also had motherfucking Uniracers. You don't know Uniracers? Never heard of Uniracers. Uniracers. You need to look up Uniracers because Uniracers is like a fast-paced racer game, 2D racer, that you're just unicycles. Get the fuck out of here. But you're you're not – there's nothing on the unicycles. You play as the unicycle. Yeah. And it's great because they all have, like, their own different characteristics and all that stuff. And it's – Awesome, dude. Uniracers is cool. The cover was dope as shit. The music is dope. Again, I haven't played it in a while. This is really fast-paced. I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, it's super fast-paced. And it's a racing game, and I love that game. That game was great. You do tricks? Yeah. It ain't that bad. You You gotta land the tricks, too, otherwise you fuck up. All that stuff. It has to be like a a fucking $10 game. Yeah, it's not that much. Uh, anyway, going back to Cool Spot, so we found a booth, me and Jason and uh, Connor, we found a booth that had this big, I'm talking, this Cool Spot was probably the size of small children. Yes, it was and, larger and than dumb. my son. Yeah, like, it was huge, and we, we took pictures of it, we put it, I think uh, I posted some of them on the, uh, the Scrubverse Twitter, but this thing, originally, I was talking to the guy, I was like, alright, because it didn't have a price tag, and most of the time when they don't, stuff that doesn't have price tags, you're like, all right, this is about to be a bullshit interaction. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, hey, man. And because he sees me looking at it, he sees us taking pictures. I look at him. I was like, I, I'm just curious, like, how much? He goes, all right. So the owner of the booth originally wanted 100 bucks, but now nobody's buying it. So he went, he went down to 80 and no one's still buying it. So you could probably offer him 50 and he would take it because he doesn't want to take it home. And I was like, even in my head, I was like, I still, is a bit much for this. Also, this would have to have its own plane ticket back home because <laughs> it's that big and also my i've bought a lot of stupid shit in my life and my wife has been very supportive about all of it but i don't know <laughs> i don't know if i could bring home first of all she'd be like what the hell is that and second of all after the explanation she's like second of all that needs to be to the take it to the dry cleaners because the white parts of it were no longer white or taken to the dump yeah that thing was dirty as hell that thing was super, super dirty. But was it cool? Yes. It was awesome. If I would have paid 20 bucks for it. <laughs> if he would have been like 20 bucks, I would have been like, snap, keeping that, taking that home. Mm-hmm. Because that would have just sat on the couch all the time. Yeah. It's like so. my big fucking Sonic that I got that's like currently sitting on the futon. Things yeah, it's great. Fucking massive. But it almost got me too because I was like, ah, oh, man. I could take that. This would be great. My like my mom and dad would be like, "Holy shit, is that cool spot?" And I'd be like, "Yeah," but we didn't we didn't do it. But overall, that's what we bought. We ate uh, we ate at a couple couple cool places. Like apparently, Connor is a fifty year old man in a twenty five year old body. Seventy year old <laughs> man. Every single fucking place that we went to, it was like senior citizen night. Like the first night where he took us oh, out. Oh God. We ended up in this bar. I think the area is called like the Autobahn or some shit. Yeah, like that street was the Autobahn. Um, but we went into this bar and it was like midlife crisis central. Everybody there was like forty and up. We we were probably the youngest. We were definitely the youngest up until that DJ showed up. 
Um, but yeah. <laughs> fucking Sharon at the bar was so fucking loud. No, her name was Belinda. Oh, that's Belinda. what I named her. I named her Belinda, Belinda because she was loud be- as shit. Belligerent. And yeah, she's a big old lady. Yeah. And she was. Uh, and I, I can handle, you know, I, I come from a loud family, but that was just nonstop. And the food was like, apparently all the food orders went in at the same time. So it took us like an hour 40 minutes to get. Yeah. 40 minutes to an hour to get our food. But to save Connor's ass, the food was pretty good. Yeah. The food was not bad at all. The Reuben I got was really, really good. Uh, and then the next day we went to a diner that was fucking awesome. Yeah. But again, it's just like it was like the caravan of old people. It was like Moses bringing the Israelites, but the Israelites <laughs> were like. 90 years old like literally and uh, no let's go back to the bar because the young kid that showed up bringing his turntable started playing like the oldies oh my god i forgot the dancing old ladies oldies and there's literally this woman that drops her walker hooks up her oxygen tank and starts just starts jiving to the music and i'm oh my god Right next to me. Right next to me. Like, she was right next. I just looked and I was like, oh, okay. Uh, Sharon needs to calm down over here. (laughs) She's going to throw out a hip from this two-step. But, Uh, no, the diner was good. But, again, just covered in fucking old old people. people. Um, Good-ass fucking food. Like, I'm I'm thoroughly surprised. Oh, yo, straight up. Like, I don't know the, the place Primo's when we first fucking, when I picked you up. Yeah, the yeah, yeah. Yo, yeah. they have the best fucking hoagies ever. I Primo's was really fucking good. Shit my brains out the next day, but holy fuck, that was a good No, you fucking. didn't. I did. <laughs> no, no, no. I just didn't bitch about it. Oh, like well, the, well, okay. So I wasn't <laughs> bitching about it. The only thing I, they, okay, so the next morning, this was after drinking and the first day of, uh, no, no, no. This wasn't after. We drank a little bit that night. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wake up and it's like, because I think you got, I mean, we're both early fucking birds. I think we got up at like six in the morning because yeah. you went to go work out. And I was like, oh, I got shit. So I just went and shit and did my thing. And apparently like I was like, oh, fuck. Chris was waiting on the bathroom. So then I was like, I wait about an hour. You go down to work out. And I was like, oh, this is the big one. Like, this is the one that was the first one should have been. And I go and I'm like, all right, this is the one that I've basically lost about five pounds from. And then I come out and I'm like, God damn it, he just got back from the gym and he did I looked at you, I was like, I'm sorry, man, but you might want to give that one a minute. <laughs> <laughs> no, that great fucking place, man. That's the like hoagie the was fucking place. good. The hoagie was awesome. Um, <laughs> because I also found out that I was like, Oh man, you know, I've re- I've rode with some people that drove a little erratic. Oh, but you, you're talking you, about this now. You're yeah, yeah. I gotta bring it up because <laughs> You drive like you're on the fucking Autobahn. Like, <laughs> like you're just well, like... if I'm driving like I'm on the Autobahn, that means I'm constantly going straight and I'm not moving around. That was... No, it was even worse. But in your defense, there were times where I was like, I'm like, oh, we need to take this exit in 0.3 miles. And you're like, I'm in the far left lane. Let's go. And you're just like, Brrr. good luck, everybody else. <laughs> but uh, yeah, because we originally go- were going to a Chinese... You were starving. Mm-hmm. And you, I was like, there's a Chinese place. And we get almost there. And you're just like, hoagies, fuck that Chinese place. So, but yeah, Primo's is super good. Check them out in the Philadelphia area. <laughs> don't know where exactly, but they're there I, somewhere. I don't. Yeah, somewhere. They're by a Chinese restaurant. Apparently. So, <laughs> I think yeah. it was like we ended up finding out we were right down the road 
from the Chinese place, and I was just too impatient, as usual. Yeah, it wasn't even, like, a quarter of a mile away. Yeah. So. Um, but ultimately, what all this bullshit has led us to this, the indies, the shit that matters, the new games that are yes. coming out. The um, good shit. There were a few returning developers from MAGFest, but mostly, mostly all new shit. Uh, I didn't do a lot of indie stuff at MAGFest, so all of this was new to me. Yeah. So, I mean... What were some of the ones that you thought were, like, impressive, caught your eye, caught your attention? Right. I know one so, of them you're going to fucking say. I'm, I'm going to save that one to last sure, because that one, that one was legit my favorite one of the entire convention. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first one, I think it was me. We had gotten separated at some point, mm-hmm. and uh, me and Connor were walking around, and it was called – this first one we came up on was called Fiction Sphere okay. by T- – by Team Einharjar, I'm going to say it wrong. I can't say it right. Connor is probably going to butcher us because he knew it right away. But anyway, this game is a mixture of Mega Man, like the Mega Man Zero games, mixed with Bayonetta and a combo system. Where was Did you the get to Bayonetta? Play yeah, I played it. But where was the Bayonetta? Uh, the Bayonetta part, I guess Bayonetta DMC part is like the launching and the combos in the air and stuff like that. Okay. Yeah, yeah, That's, yeah. It's, it's not like strong Bayonetta. But there's a little bit of the care of the action games put in there as well. I think Fiction Sphere won Best in Show for too many games as well. I they think, did because yeah. the guy was talking to us and he was like, "This lady came up to me and was like, we want you for the you know the awards show.'" So he goes to the awards show and like after about 15, 20 minutes, he's like, "Oh, they're just you know they're pulling my leg. I got work to do. I'm going back to the booth." And when he went back to the booth, they called his name for the uh, award and he wasn't there. So that's awesome. But he did get the award. That that game. I played it at least three times. Like, that game is really, really good. I downloaded the demo last night. Uh, I'm going to be playing it some more because that game is just super, super fun. The sprite work on it is amazing. Uh, You play as a... I can't remember the character's name. He might be... I think his name might be Fiction or something like that. But you're just... It's very Mega Man-esque where you're going along. Super Uh, Mega Man. It it looks like the opening scene from, like, Mega Man 7. Like, the city is destroyed and shit like that. It's got hand-to-hand combat, plus I think it also has, like, a shot system where you can yep. charge it up, do different things. Um, and you have different abilities depending on if – so if you do if you do a punch move, that will take you to your next ability. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, it's ability management as well. Yeah, you so were able to chain your mashing. specials and shit like that. Yeah. It was uh, – for a demo, that, that demo was amazing. Like, that demo was, like – I think it was, like, three stages. And then there was like a secret boss at the mm-hmm. end of the one boss that was like super hard that I watched Connor. Connor beat him. Yeah, I watched Connor beat him. Like he played, he sat there for 20 minutes, like playing it over and over and over again. But this game is super awesome and you should check them out. Uh, like I said, it's called Fiction Sphere. And that was one of the first ones we checked out. Yeah. Um, one of the first games I checked out was a, uh, it's, I think it's from a developer that has made games I played before, but I just can't, I can't put my finger on it. But essentially the game is a, uh, a puzzle adventure game. It's called ministry of broadcast. Think of it like 1984. You're stuck in this, um, walled off area and you're all like everyone that you cooperate with are all test subjects. And right. you, you wake up and you're just like, fuck, where's my boots? And the entire scenario for 
the beginning of the game is like you just need your boots because your feet are fucking cold. But there are that was guards. the one that was the one next to the one that I loved, right? Yes. Okay. Um, okay. I think that they're all part of the same publisher. I think the publisher is HitSense. Yeah, um, HitSense. They had like six different demos there. Yeah. Um, Ministry of Broadcast. It's it's very totalitarian, yeah. authoritarian esque. Um, cause you'll be just walking around and then like these guards or these dogs will just be like, oh, you're by yourself. Fuck you. Yeah. Just, I think there's some posters in the background that just have a dude's face that say follow. Yeah. Follow <laughs> or, you know, we're always watching you and shit like that. Yeah. And I am a huge fan of like totalitarian or authoritarian, uh, yeah, that shit's r- your fucking jam, man. Yeah, I love I basically love Russian shit is your jam. Dystopia, <laughs> that's like give me dystopia and how I can survive it, and I'm all for it. Um, right. So, Ministry of Broadcast, um, definitely going on the video, most likely. Yeah, Fiction Sphere will be as well. <laughs> uh, what's the another one that I played? Uh, another one that we both played. Uh, I'm gonna go right into it because this one was super super hype. Was Retro Mania Wrestling. Yeah, there is constantly like a crowd of people playing. Yeah, this game. I think we finally got to play on day three because everyone was just kind of thinning out a little bit. But it's a it's a video game from RetroSoft Studios, and it's just a like uh, and it's I guess you could say it's a two D wrestling game. Yeah, it, and it's it's reminiscent of like the old WWF games from like the Sega or yeah. the Super Nintendo, but it's like Saturday really, really masters. And yeah. like when I was playing them, I was just like, "This is just the the tag team demolition." Like they yeah. look like de- like Crush, and I don't remember who the other fucker. I think it was like Crush and Crash or something like that. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, but that ga- but, that game was cool. That game was a lot of fun. Um, that game was fun because I won. I beat you <laughs> and I beat Connor. That game was great. Uh, but no, even if I wouldn't have won, that game is just really solid. It just takes the it takes the bare basics of what wrestling is it just makes it really really fun it was super simplistic but like every single time like depending on what position that you were in you would do a different move so if for example originally you would just get into like an arm lock but with the other person you'd have to like mash the button in order to see who would yeah throw the other person down on the ground or get the other person in a pin or whatever um but if you manage to get the person in a headlock you were able to do different maneuvers. So if you did like depending on the directional input. Yeah. So if you're like hitting down, you like slam them on the ground. If you hit back, you throw them into the ropes and then you're able to clothesline them. If you're yeah. near the turnbuckle, you're able to put the person on a turnbuckle. Yeah. A I wasn't ball. ready for that shit. <laughs> like no one was ready for that. That shit was so yeah. fucking cool. Uh it was throwing super people fun. out of uh the ring and fighting outside the ring. It was it was a really, really cool game. I think still that it's a little bit too early in development there was yeah, only two pro- characters available but still the game the good thing cool. is it's eight players yeah it, it supports to eight, eight players. players what's awesome is their banners and stuff had a lot of obviously r- real wrestler inspired characters like i be- believe there was a a bret hart character there was like a Shawn michaels character a macho man character mm-hmm. a john cena character uh but it looked really really cool and I'm really looking forward to that one as well. It looked like it was just like this this old man and his kids that made the game. Like it was just yeah, old, basically, old man making the kid is he put them to work. <laughs> yeah, it was cool as fuck. One game that uh, me and Connor really enjoyed. Connor comes running up to me. I had just gotten done playing like some pie cross game, and he was just like, "Dude, do you like tower defense?" And I said. No, <laughs> I do not like tower defense. And he was just like, okay, 
you need to see this still. And he brings me over and he shows me the game, Sons of Ra. Sons of Ra is like this Egyptian-styled tower defense game, but you pit yourselves against each other. You guys got tried to get me to play it a couple times, but I just... You I were just didn't. like, no, fuck that shit. Well, I wanted to play it, but I think that we just had other shit going on. Like, mm. it was either the raffle or it was the pole caliber tournament or something like that. And then by the end of it, someone was like... I think you were like, hey, you want to play that? I was like, I'm tired. Let's go. <laughs> so, Sons of Ra allows you to pick, like, different Egyptian gods... And each Egyptian god has, like, specific bonuses or power-ups unique to themselves. And right. there's two maps. There's a two-lane map and a three-lane map. And what you do is you just essentially use three areas on your, your army wheel. And you can, right. like, send out your, your troopers or your lancers, your archers, your defenders. And you keep on sending them down each of the lanes and the other person has to respond by sending his own units down the lanes and you could set up like different towers to help defend yourself and whatever. Right. Right. And it's, it's really more of like, there's a lot of strategy involved with the game. See, now I don't yeah. like tower defense games because I think they're boring. It's just like, okay, I'm just going to keep on beefing up these individual units until they're like super strong and they just roll over the AI and that's it. That's the end of it. In this game, it's like you're always starting at a base, and you have to figure out what the um, what the play style is for each of the gods that you select. So, right, right, right. For example, like the Horus character, or no, no, no. I mainly played the Anubis character. I don't know if the, yeah. it was Anubis or whatever. Like his his specialty was playing very defensive. So his defenders got buffs. Your tower erected gets buffs, but he wasn't really that strong in attacking. And that's the reason why I got fucked up. Um, <laughs> the Osiris character, however, played very aggressively, and that's what Connor was playing. So he was just able to overrun my, my fucking field. But when we played again, we played the, the three-lane shit. I played the, I think, the Ishtar character, and I was just like, oh, you're going to deal damage to me? Everyone's healed. Just constantly keep on healing everybody Ah, you can't kill them like invincibility and i'm hoping that that game goes online because i would think so it is so fun well a lot of these games are mostly local co-op and they said that they were trying to add later yeah and they were trying to get some server uh some servers up for it but it is just super cramped using a keyboard trying to fucking get that shit to work out Uh, oh yeah but cool game I definitely yeah. enjoyed it. Uh, I'm trying to look on the list. What else? I wanted to play Virtual Wave, but I never got a chance to. I played Virtual Wave. Virtual it was a very 80s Doom clone, I think. Yeah. Um, it's From what we played, it was like an arena shooter. So you're okay. just in this one room, and there's waves of enemies coming. So if you've ever played like Gears of War, like the Defender mm-hmm. mode yeah. or whatever it's fucking called, you've played Virtual Wave. Um, not trying to take it anything look- away from it because it still it still looks good. It feels good. It screamed me when I saw it. Yeah, but I never actually got to sit down. It looked very like uh like you said uh like the Gears of War mode and also like No Tolerance mixed together as mm-hmm. well. Uh, some like Sega game. But uh, the other thing that we played that we played for a long time before we finally kind of started understanding things, and then the developer actually started showing us shit, <laughs> and we were like, oh. 
we're just trash. This game is amazing. <laughs> was uh, Neon Cry- Krieger Yamato. Yeah. And by de- by the developer Lionplex. So I remember these guys back in at Magfest, and when I saw the game and I played the game, I was just like, "This game is shit." <laughs> That's because we didn't I'm, know I'm, how I'm to do it. This game, this game is shit. And I came back at TMG and I saw it. I'm just like, you know what? I'll give this a shot. And so it was two player, and then we sat down, we started playing it, and it wasn't that bad. Right. Uh, it was a lot more fleshed out than what I remember when I played it at Magfest. They got like a shit ton of levels. Each of the characters in the game had their own boss sequence, and it was you kind of had to like figure out how to beat the boss as you went. Um, that one boss specifically was just like, okay, so he's going to have this fucking iron ball fall down and you have to hit the, the, yeah, the, the yeah, turnstile yeah. in order to get the ball to move up and down and you have to crush him. And he's just like, well, fuck that. Now here's this fucking generator. You have to hit the turnstile to make the generator come down, but don't stop there because you also have to hit the reactor. So the generator turns on and electrocutes him and then you can beat the shit out of him. But the good thing with all that is, is it didn't throw it all to get at you at one time. It showed you each phase mm-hmm. because basically each boss had like, what, four or five phases. Right. And you you would learn a mechanic in the first phase. You would learn a, a mechanic in the second and then maybe a mechanic in the third. And usually the fourth mechanic or was the fourth all stage that shit was together. all that put together. Also dodging shit. Yeah. And th- it was really cool because that first boss that we fought, we had no idea what to do. It's the motherfucker with the bird that would constantly like. Yeah, we were like, what the fuck are we doing? And it lasers. finally clicked. And it was just like, oh, the bird has like these electrical wires that are hanging down. And there'd yep. be like these little balls of water. And you have to hit the ball so that the water falls on the ground. And you have to have the water lead from the electrical wire to the enemy to electrocute them. I'm just like, oh my god, this shit is so fucking cool. There was, and not only was it just bosses, there were other levels too where you have to like, I guess it's just like race to the end. Mm-hmm. There was one where it's like instead of racing to the end, you're racing to go down. Yep, which was got, really interesting. You got lasers coming at you, and you got all these other different locks that you that you have to work together in order to clear. It was really entertaining. I think in about the first five or ten minutes, you and I kind of looked at each other. We were like, God, this game. It seems like there's something here, but we're just not getting it. Mm-hmm. And then, like, when we started fighting the boss and that water part clicked, we were like, oh, shit. Okay. They're, we're just idiots. <laughs> <laughs> Which is totally understandable if you've ever met either of us. <laughs> so, And then we fought, we get down there. We're like, okay. And then I think we ended up talking to the developer for about a good 15 minutes. Yeah. And he was just like, he was like, you want me to show you some shit? I was like, yeah. And he goes into the training room with some of these bosses or some of these characters. He picks and the he, character that you were using. So, yeah, he picked like this chick that was like doing a whole lot of like psionics and like psychic bullshit. Fucking Aegis deflectors. Yeah. From Yuri and from Street Fighter 3. And it was just like, I, I was like, I kind of got, you know, a kind of like a 20 hit combo. So I thought that was cool. No, this dude did like a 50 hit combo. I was like, oh, I'm garbage. So, mm-hmm. and he took your dude and you were just like, I didn't know I could do that. I didn't even know that ability was for me. <laughs> he starts pulling like all these different characters. And I wish I would have played that grappler. Yeah. The grappler with the, the T pose for dominance spinning. This, this <laughs> he fucking... had a big ass fucking broadsword. Mm hmm. It was it was it was dope. It was a lot of fun. There's apparently like a versus mode, but he's not doing the tr- the traditional fighting style mode. Right. Uh, it was just like yeah, you know, it'll be objective based, which I think is a lot cooler in the long run because right, right, there'll right. be different character choices 
that you would decide to use based on whatever stage that you're playing. Yeah. Well, speaking of versus mode, mm-hmm. another game that we played, actually it was right uh, before or after uh, the one we were just talking, Neon Krieger, uh, Krieger Yamato, was Project Fantasy. This th- this was fucking dope. And actually, uh, the guys over at Pixel Visions hit me up. They're supposed to be sending me a press kit soon. Um, yeah. It is, this game started off as a game jam. But the caveat was it has to be low res. And he was just like, okay, cool. And he got, he came up with these palettes that genuinely look like the characters. And it's, it's, it's low res. Like it's, it's almost like eight bit. If that, I would do, I think most of the characters were probably only 10 pixels each, even during animations. Yeah. it, It looked like something, it was like a high res version of something that came out of like the Atari or yeah. the Intellivision, but it flowed so well. the The environments were gorgeous. Mm-hmm. The each character is totally different. I mean, I know that it doesn't mean much coming from me, but the color selection looks nice. <laughs> I couldn't the tell dark what it grays was. and light grays were fantastic. Yeah, I could see exactly <laughs> where I was at. Um, but it, it's essentially Super Smash Brothers and Soul Calibur put together. Oh it yeah, it is yeah, a fast paced platform based fighter. Um, yeah, it's. It was really, really good. It's it's up there in one of my favorites. And the person that talked to us knew their shit too. Yeah. I, I didn't. I, I forgot the person's name. I apologize for that. But one of the developers was just like, instead of us asking them questions, he was like, "Hey, I got questions I need to ask you." And I was like, "Oh shit! All right, I, uh, <laughs> I wasn't ready for this, but okay." <laughs> it's it's really interesting because it's a theme that's not done enough. We don't we don't see a whole lot of like settings based in like the Indonesian part of the world. That was that was the thing that I was going for. Yeah, like everything was based off of that. Yeah, it, it's it's very very cool. We'll have a link to most of these games down below. But if you, oh, yeah. if you get a chance, at the very least, check out their website. Check out the the uh, the videos for the games. They're apparently going to be having a demo coming out soon. There's a lot of tech in that game. There's a lot of shit we haven't even seen or they w- couldn't even show us. Yeah, there's a so. lot of lot of tech in that game. Um, it just for the art style alone. Like I like quirky shit, so I like yeah. the fact that this game is low res. Just that it's iconic because the minute you see that game, you're gonna be you're like, gonna oh, that's that. Think, okay, it's Project Fantasy. Um, definitely go check this shit out. Um, if you're a fan of Smash Brothers, especially, uh, and they've while they only had six characters available, they apparently have fourteen planned. Yeah, there's it. They're way early in development, and they've made some strong strides as uh, yeah. as time has gone on. Their networking skills are pretty good too. So hope yeah. all all the best luck to them because that game looks fantastic. Yeah. And speaking of games that had like short turnarounds, there was this one booth, and at first I wasn't really sure if I was really interested in oh yeah checking this game out because it looked cutesy. It's not really Purple. my thing. <laughs> uh, it was you know the the main character was like this little girl with a fucking you know the frilly dress. I'm just like it was it oh, was give super it a, give it a shot. It was super moe, very mm-hmm. like Toho character based, and I both of us we were like. Eh, but let's something told us to give it a try. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, but you go ahead, yeah, because what what happened afterwards was awesome. <laughs> so we, I, I sit down and the developer, you know, she's she's dressed up like a character in this world. She's got like this really very nice yes. like doll Just n- dress. Yeah, 
Skyreach Studio is, yeah. I believe, the de- her developer yeah. development group. Um, but we we sit down and I start playing this game. You know, it's first off, unlike most of the games, most of the games they are being developed with Unity or something original to like their own shit. She was using Unreal, um, yep. so the the game already looked fantastic. The particle effects in that game look fucking great. A lot of good art too. The the art style was very unique compared to everything else that was going on, and especially just the level of detail that she was able to get out of the engine was phenomenal. It plays very She said that a lot of people stated that the game plays like Dark Souls. However, I would make it more akin to Nino Kuni. The setting right, right. is is that, you know, traditional fantasy this Girl goes out, goes to find her friend, finds out that, you know, there's monsters in the area and she's been chosen by this goddess of some sort that... Yeah, you know, some deity. Some deity. And she's like, hey, you have the ability to control monsters. Go ahead and select your monster. And you take your creature and you're able to do... I was joking with her and I was just like, you know, you take your Pokemon and tell your Pokemon to go fight other Pokemon in the field and shit like that. <laughs> Um, but the way that it was done was very Nino Kuni esque. She busts out a reference. She goes, have you, ever, "Have you ever? You remember the old Monster Hunter or not Monster Hunter? Yeah. Monster Rancher games. Monster and Rancher." And you just kind of like you kind of like looked, and I was like, "Fuck yeah, Monster Rancher!" <laughs> the reason why I looked like like I was like, "Huh?" was because those games. I hate those games. I think the Monster they're like Rancher third series. tier Pokemon because yeah. you got Pokemon, you've got Digimon, and then you got Monster Rancher. <laughs> yeah, and I was just like. Really, you base this off of Monster Rancher? I don't remember anything like this from the old Monster Rancher. I remember games. the eyeball guy. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Um, but no, it's just like, no, I love the Monster Rancher games, and I just want to make my own Monster Rancher, and this is it. And I'm just like, well, this is a whole lot better. <laughs> That's the thing, the heart behind this game. She is very passionate about this yeah. game, and she's only been working on it for six months. That's not even the icing on it. She's by herself. She's the only one doing this. She's like a single mom. She's got two kids and she's just like, yeah, I make this game between six and two. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, I sleep four hours a night. Yeah, it's yeah to be to be at the level of what we saw. We saw a very, very good demo. And obviously there were some uh, characters like, quote unquote, I I guess they were doing like the comic style cutscenes where they would have a face come in, Mm kind of do the talking. And some of those were fully 3D rendered. Other of other ones were kind of drawn. So she was like, those are the ones that haven't been 3D rendered yet because I just haven't had the time to do it. And we kind of looked at her. We were like, well, who else is working on this with you? And she's like, oh, it's just me. And we were like, how long have you been working on this? And she goes, about six months. And we were like, are you fucking kidding us? The what you have done in six months is better than what we've seen some companies do in two years with a group. It was it was nuts. She's she's very talented. She's very passionate. Yeah. I I actually found out that she's planning on going to GexCon, which is up in Chantilly, Virginia, which is only about an hour away from me, if that. Oh, nice. And nice. I would be going to it if I didn't have an emergency this weekend. So yeah, the the best of luck to her. I hope that she has a yeah. lot of fun. Like I said, the game is not my style or your style, I believe, but the sheer uh, dedication. That she had with that she is made why we even sale. had to bring it up. Yeah, she made the sale with me just by talking to her. I'm gonna go. She knew her shit. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna buy the game when it comes out. I'll fucking yeah. support it. Fuck it. Again, uh, for listeners, it's Portal Tamers by Skyreach Studio. Yeah, it's it's cool. There's a lot of extra little Easter eggs that haven't been revealed yet, but 
Yeah. Definitely take the time to go check it out when a demo gets released. Definitely check out the demo. Um, it's got a lot of charm. Uh, the one that you actually, all three of us played this and it ended up being really funny because I died in the first two minutes of playing it was a uh, hyperspace delivery service. I bought this. <laughs> oh, you, I, you, I came home and I bought this. It's, it's really good. Um, if you're a fan of like faster than light, um, if you've played FTL, um, Oregon trail, Oregon trail, this is a space version of it. I'm, a fan of any aspect of like the gritty lifestyles yep. in space. You know, I like the smuggler route in star Wars. It's the um, best part of the space stuff. Yeah. Uh, you essentially run this delivery service. It's like bad Futurama just without Bender constantly making jokes or trying to. Yeah. Fucking... The jokes are very subtle. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But it's it's really cool. It looks like a game that came out on the Atari Jaguar. It's got yep. that type of like that graphic style. Um, but again, it's it's all about resource management and trying to get to point A to point B without you know getting killed by raiders or running out of oxygen in your first fucking uh, <laughs> space jump or whatever. Yeah, um, that's exactly what I did. It was just like after because I think this jump was bad. like I, I did the same thing too. I think the it, jump was like thirty days. And it's just like your crew died on day fifteen. Yeah, it it's interesting because like you'll go to one planet and then you'll have to go you know meet up with locals and locals will either give you like jobs and you don't know if the local that comes on board is a spy or not. Um, right. You'll go to other locals and they'll say, hey, you know, you want this information. I can tell you what like exchange rates between one planet to another is. And, you know, are you getting the your full money's worth when buying oxygen or ammo or food? And those are all little aspects that you need to keep track of. I'm definitely going to play a little bit more of it later on tonight, probably maybe tomorrow. I didn't get to hear I didn't get to hear the soundtrack that much, but a lot of people were buying the soundtrack. The soundtrack is good. The soundtrack is very good. Um, it's a little bit synthwave, a little bit ambient. Um, it's. I wish I would have heard it more at the convention. I might have to check out the music then. Yeah, I love synthwave and stuff like that. It's it's very cool. Overall, it's one of the best games that were there, in my opinion. Um, yeah. And I don't even like resource management games all that much. No, but that game looked great. Yeah, so I was I was impressed. Um, another game that I was impressed by, and I saw this. At MAGFest, and I've been following them ever since because they stream on Twitch, uh, was a game called Blood by Exit 73 Games. Blood. These guys are were inspired by, like, Dexter's Lab and the uh, Cow and Chicken, the art yeah. style from, like, the old Cartoon Network cartoon cartoons. Um, I miss those days, man. Yeah. It's kind of like this pseudo zelda-esque game you're the you're this little girl getting ready to go to school and your best friend or your brother hasn't called you um because you're supposed to meet up and go to school together uh and apparently there's been a lot of things that have been going on around your town can't really explain it these giant fucking cockroaches have been coming out of nowhere and fucking eating up the just dogs weird shit just weird shit and you find out it's fucking vampires and you have to go out and go vampire hunting uh, yeah, but it's Hence you know, the title. You use like you use like uh like pencils to go use and throw them as darts and shit like that. And you, so it's kind of a little bit of zombies ate my neighbors vibe. Too. Yeah, 
There's, okay. there's definitely that. Like the first boss, you know, you walk in and your teacher is at his desk and then he gets ripped in fucking two. And like this this demon comes out, this tentacle yeah. demon comes out. And he's like cartoony, to, by the way. Yeah, there's <laughs> all cartoons and shit like that. It's bored. Like it is great. The game that looks shit seems great. right up your alley. Yeah. Um, I cannot wait for this game to come out. The problem is, is that uh, this is kind of like their side passion project. They've been doing uh. a lot of work for Nickelodeon and Cartoon Network and other things. Like they recently came they out look, yeah. with the animation for one of the Cartoon Network game mobile games that recently came out. Okay. Um, they look like uh, there's a show on Nickelodeon right now called The Loud Family, I believe. Yeah, like it, the art style looks very similar to that. Yeah. Uh, there was one that both... <laughs> so, I don't think we played enough of this game because it pissed us off right away. Okay. <laughs> was the uh, Iron Meat game, which was the Contra game. Yeah. <laughs> that was a game... Okay, so I haven't felt like... So, I love Contra games. You're not really into the Contra game stuff. It was very, 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 very Contra. Yes. And uh, but we're playing it and I'm just like, I don't know if I haven't played like an OG Contra game in a long time, but I'm just like, this game is bullshit because I keep dying in stupid places. They even give you like 15 lives in the beginning. No, dude, they gave you way more than 15 lives, dude. It was because like I thought you, you, I thought you just sucked. Code. I do. Yeah. Suck. <laughs> I, and I was like, give me this. And I got in there and I got a little bit farther. And then even Jason was like, oh, that was bullshit. Like that bullet came out of nowhere, or that came out of nowhere, and all that. There is but constantly maybe... enemies coming at you from all sides, so it's like you constantly yeah. have to go back and forth, checking your rear to make sure that nothing's gonna hit, creep up behind you. Maybe we're just old. Maybe I don't have maybe the it's... reflexes I used to. That's why I play fucking RPGs so I can think about right? my movements and my actions. Uh, I would go back and give it another try. Because I think also I was playing it towards the end of the day and I was just also super fucking tired. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, this game's pissing me off. Fuck this. So I just put it down. Yeah. Uh, but the, the developer on that one is uh, Screenwave Media. Media Games. Yeah. There was another one, too. I didn't actually get to play it a whole lot, but you did. And it looked really, really fun. It's called Soul. Yes. Uh, again, another game from MAGFest. I didn't get to play it at MAGFest, but I saw it. And I've been tracking its development for the time period between it um i i saw videos of like when they were in like pre-alpha like very very yeah. early and it's like night and day the game looks fantastic it's journey-esque if you ever totally played journey, journey yeah totally flower journey. um you are this little orb this little ball of light and you're trying to rekindle the world so to say return the light to the world yeah and you're just traveling each of the stages has a specific color that it we were we were to. on the purple stage. We were on the purple stage, and the purple stage was like us traveling around this giant city, and you're just walking around trying to solve puzzles and figure out what's been going on. And there's no talking; it's the storyline is shown to you through a series of like murals and very good music. Uh, the the setting itself, like obviously something happens during the last days of the people being in that city because there's like disheveled desks and chairs knocked over and footprints dug in. And it was, it was very interesting. I think the main, uh, the main goal of that uh, demo was to, you had to find these certain things to light three beacons that, yeah, you were trying to light, light up the beacons to open up the door in the main city. Um, But apparently there's like the green stage is supposed to be very dense with forest. Um, The blue stage is supposed to be like this, uh, 
intense river uh, oh, cool, stage okay. where you're moving quickly and you're trying to get out of the way of you know different obstacles and shit like that. Um, awesome. It hopefully they'll have something out by the end of the year. I believe that's what uh, Gossamer Games was telling us. Yeah, but you know we'll see. So that was that was uh, that one was really fun because I think I was just writing a lot of notes while you were playing, mm-hmm. and then you were like, "Here, you try," and I was like, "Oh man." Like, if there wasn't a line of people behind me right now, I would just go ahead and play this for an hour because <laughs> the music alone was amazing. I just like a good the, it, it was very ambient. Like it's, it's very good for a game like that. Yeah. So, I mean, if you've ever played Flower or Journey, because that was definitely their inspiration, Soul is more of that. All right. Uh, you got any more before the final one that I want to talk about? No, let's hit the final one. All right. So, my best of too many games has to be Get to the Orange Door by HitSense. This game is super 80s style. Like, I'm talking, if you've ever caught any of my streams, it is so, like, neon pinks, neon blues, neon oranges, all that stuff. It's a first-person shooter, but it's very reminiscent of Vanquish because it's super fast-paced. You got, like, a slide and all that stuff. And it's very simple. You get to the orange door. But it's super parkour. There's wall running. There are parts where we, I was playing at one point, we came up and we were watching this kid dressed as Link playing it. I was like, oh shit, I didn't know you could grind on those green rails. Like, it was, it was so good. I think I played, like, I was like, I brought you over. I was like, you gotta play this. There is a heavy emphasis on movement. Um, During the demo that we played and the demo that I had downloaded, because there is a demo available out there. Yep, on Steam right um, now. It's you first start off in like the training area and it teaches you all the movements and you're able to do wall running and you're able to hop between walls and slides. Yeah, and you learn your melee, your shooting, all yep. that. It's very, very fluid. Yeah, it's it's a very fluid game. Um, and then finally, it puts you in this arena very similar to like a game of zombies. But it's yeah. the, the, it's the neon purples and oranges and blues and shit like that. And I mean, it's basically just see how long you can last in this room. Yeah, it's it's a solid game. I've seen some footage of what's to come. Yeah. It's definitely not just the arena shooter. Yeah, I doubt I th- I figured that wasn't what the game actually was. It was just like, hey, you got to the orange door. Now have fun. There there was one more that wasn't on our list that I got to play. And okay. uh, I forgot about it until just now. And I'm going to actually let me I got my cards right here in front of me. Let me see. Here it is. Uh, Groove Catcher. So oh, Groove, the VR game. Greek Groove Catcher was so I walked by and uh, I believe this is Vismo. I believe that's what uh, Bill DeHaven is the guy that's on this card. But Groove Catcher is a VR game. I've never played a VR game before at all, so I was very intimidated by this. And I walked by and the guy was like, "Do you want to try?" I was like, I started bullshitting him. I was like, "Ah, I got some. You know, I got to meet up with a friend." He's like, "Look, man, we're about to do a tournament." And you're, you would be the last one before the tournament. Otherwise, you're not probably not going to be able to play it tonight. And I, I looked at Connor, and Connor's like, just do it. And I was like, all right. So they hooked me in. And this game is basically just beat mania, but in VR. And it's super fucking fun because the song, they had two songs you could pick. One of them was an MC Frontalot song. So I was like, cool, I listen to MC Frontalot. And it's very just like you're following lines with it. And then you're like, there's parts where there's boxes that you have to like use the the controllers to smash them and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. It was super, super fucking fun. And if I owned a VR system, then I would buy this game because it looked, it was just so fun. And I like the whole time I was like, 
I didn't feel like I was embarrassed. Like I was just having fun playing the game. So yeah, I would definitely check that out too. Groove Catcher. Music good? Was it like synthwave or was it like? Yeah, well, MC Frontalot is uh, nerdcore rap. Okay. So that's it's like uh, MC Chris. Which he was at t- uh, too many games, by the way. Not super familiar with MC Chris. I've seen MC Chris live five times, so okay. <laughs> uh, it's just basically he's like, I'm a nerd that likes to rap, so he just ner- raps about nerd shit. He's cool. got a song called Pizza Butt and all this other stuff. He's got a song where he's talking about getting high off of Robitussin. So, <laughs> but yeah, definitely, definitely really good. And I, I feel like that's a kind of game that's going to be one of those ones where you can just upload your library into it. Yeah. And it'll automatically make something out of it. Mm-hmm. So, but I think, yeah, that's about it for the games that we played. Yep. Overall, Too Many Games was very much a positive experience. At first, I wasn't sure if I was really going to enjoy myself, get into it, but... Yeah. Between I think Megavisions made it real fun. Me, the guys at Megavisions made us feel at home. It was it was good having yeah. a home base to kind of just yeah, come just to. like hey, let's go meet at the Megavisions booth in a couple, you know, like thirty minutes or whatever. Yep. Uh, we also got to go see MC or not MC uh, Matt McMuscle's panel for the takeover and all that yep. stuff. Uh, we got to meet up with him because he had bought some beat art from me, so that was pretty cool too. Uh, what else you got? Uh, the Stereo Titans. There was one band that I got. To yeah, to go check yeah, out. yeah, yeah. They kind of do a little bit of everything. What really drew me in, it was just like, holy shit, there's a hardcore band here. <laughs> and I go, motherfuckers screaming. I was just like, holy shit, there's a hardcore band here. And I was, there's like maybe 20 of us in the crowd. Uh, but they put on a fantastic show. I wish I would have been there. Um, They're out on Spotify. They do a little bit. We of, listen to it. Yeah, they do a little bit of everything. They do like ska. They do hardcore there's like some opera takes. Uh, he yeah, raps. there was one where it was just, there was one where he was just like it sounded like a Viking guy that was yeah. just doing a monologue with music in the background. Yeah, and the one thing that really caught my eye, and I was just like, no way. There's a motherfucker like playing on a guitar, but it's not a guitar; it's a fucking turntable, and he's like it's messing a- around with like his. The, the fucking pieces to the turntable like it's a guitar neck here and he's just like strumming as he's yeah it's, cool. it's 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 weird it's cool i'm down with that shit uh so stereo titans with a y right stereo titans with a y that's what i've been telling people really good band yeah, uh, i actually got out. to you know meet up and hang out with them a little bit when connor and i were on the way to go do the go-karting thing Really cool. Uh, we have a very... I think we have two news articles that we're going to go over. Yeah. Uh, I want to hit the first one because I know more about it. Because okay. I'll be honest with you, I have not read... I've only read... I think I watched a little bit of Inside Gaming's review about this 2K shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I want to go over that one. So uh, let's go over this real quick. So let me pull up the article. NBA 2K19 fans are very unhappy because there is an increase of in-game unskippable ads with their 2k tv uh the thing is most notable is an fx show called snowfall uh the 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 gist of it is it is a loading quote-unquote loading screen but you cannot skip the ad you have to watch it in its entirety and it is about three minutes long it's it's such bullshit it's such bullshit because also nba 2k19 is technically late in its life cycle it's there is no NBA 2K20. Right? It's in it's, development, though. Yeah, I can whatever. assure you that. It's not out yet. 
I paid $60 for NBA 2K19. Uh I shouldn't be having extra fucking monetization schemes to to fucking make money. You're basically gatekeeping me from being able to play my fucking game by putting these ads in. Uh huh. And the thing is, too, I believe once 2K20 does come out, that this is a way that because, you know, not everybody's going to upgrade right away. Right. So this might also be a way that they're going to try and squeeze the last dime that they can out of because let's be honest, the minute a new sports game comes out in a franchise, the old one obviously becomes and right away becomes the obsolete version. And so they're going to try and squeeze out as much money as they can out of that. And running these ads is going to happen or going to be the way that they're going to do it. Like, I get it for older games a little bit um, because y'all moved on. Like, I have one Madden game. I usually buy one football game per console. That's it. I don't buy any sports games. Yeah, like (laughs) football, sometimes I'll get a hair in my ass and decide, hey, let me go play Madden. And then yeah. realize the the error in my ways and then leave it alone. But I just – give me that one chance where I can just go to the Super Bowl. Make yeah. my create a character. Make my wide receiver go to the Super Bowl. Ice hockey on NES and 94 Wayne Gretzky on Super Nintendo. Those uh-huh. are the only two sports games I'll play. <laughs> no, but that's like, a lie. I play Windjammers. <laughs> but like the – the you, you got this game that it is a annual release. Yeah. Most people who play these games, those are like one of the only games that they buy. Like they specifically yeah. buy, they put know, hours NBA into it, and you know MLB and Madden and whatever other fucking sports game. This is really marketed towards the casual player. We as you know, more serious gamers probably look at this and say, "No, this is fucking bullshit." But they have timeouts for commercials. Yeah, like they, they explicitly say specifically. it's like a timeout for a commercial. Like it's a people, timeout ad. More casual players may may be used to this. I think it's just watching regardless. Sports. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, as somebody who watches sports on the regular, they could just be like, oh, "Okay, maybe maybe that will entice somebody to go watch the TV show." I don't know. I think it's dirty because also this wasn't a, something that came out when the game came out. It no, happened they patched update. this fucking in like within the last and two weeks. The thing is you can – it's it's on by default. You can turn it off. Mm-hmm. You can go into your settings and turn it off. But having it set as default and not telling people that they can turn it off is dirty. Now, the argument that was being made earlier was does EA have the right – to try to monetize a game that is obsolete. I mean, if people buy it, if people buy it and keep playing it, then yeah. Yeah. So, for example, in my case, Madden 16, should I be mad that I didn't buy 17, 18, 19, 20? Right. Um, that they put fucking ads in Madden 16, even though it's not the current game. So you uh so with that situation uh if they only specifically put it in Madden 16 and not the other current versions then yeah I would be mad cuz obviously they're trying to get more money out of you but if they put it on all of them I don't think they can really you can really be upset about it other than that's bullshit. So a little a little bit of clarity if if uh-huh. they were not to do that with the new game 
Okay. If, for example, Madden 2020 came out and it was just base game. No yeah. ads, no bullshit, no nothing outside of their regular microtransactions. Right, But right. for all the older games, 19, 18, 17, 16, into Infinity, they were just right. like, hey, we're going to put ads in these games. Unskippable Oh, so ads. you're giving them an ultimatum. Like, if you don't buy the new version, then you're going to get ads. Exactly. That's shitty, yeah. That's dirty. I think that's bullshit, but to a certain degree, I can understand the mindset not i'm not understand the mindset as in okay that's fine but understand the mindset of okay i see Money. why you're doing it because yeah there's going to be people that don't want to update the roster there's not there's going to be people out there that yeah. don't want to buy the, the new game immediately because it comes yeah, down to I, price and it's just like well we need to make money off of you regardless yeah i can agree that uh the mindset behind that is yes of course it's to make money i can agree that that's what it's for is it ethical? No, it's not ethical. <laughs> like that's just really dirty in my mind. Yeah. But any video game developer who have we ever said is a hundred percent clean? So especially EA. Yeah, fuck them guys. Yeah. So, but like like you said too, I'm thinking maybe that if you are someone that watches sports like religiously, maybe you have a higher tolerance for this stuff. Mm-hmm. Maybe you're fine with it, but I can tell you right now that not everyone's going to be like that. And at one point, they're going to be like, "I'm tired of watching this fucking ad fifty times." And the only way that you can really fight it is, which this isn't going to happen, is just don't buy the game. Yeah, because what? Or, ultimately, what's the alternative? What other basketball game out there has the rights to the NBA? You don't. It's 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 like two K, and that's it. Like I don't. There used to be other NBA games out. Used to be. But they have like a not a monopoly, but they have a very strong like we put out the basketball games that the people want. You got these third party ones or these third developer ones that aren't going to have like the legit teams. They're going to be like, oh, this is like the Memphis Catfishes or something like this. But and I mean catfish as in the actual fish. No, I because I I'm, understood I, <laughs> that. Just... But you know what I mean, though. It's like teams, you're like, oh, the, whatever. But that's not why people. a lot of people buy these games. People buy these games because they want to play as, you know. Uh, LeBron James. LeBron Larry. James. Uh, is it James Harden uh, James from Harden. Houston? Yeah. Or uh, St- uh, Steph Curry. Oh, they want to play these people. But, yeah, like I said, I understand. We understand the premises behind it. We understand that this company is here to make money, but it's 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 still dirty. Um, But that's too many games, man. That's. That's the news, and that's too many games. Um, I want to give a shout out to Mega Visions. Oh man, they were so great for uh, their hospitality. I guess you could say. Scotty, yeah, we felt like brothers. Down. Yeah, Scotty for coming down and hanging out with us. Uh, I did get in first in a few games of Sonic R. So oh, shut up. <laughs> I, okay, so on the record, now that I have officially played that game, that game, besides the music, everything in that game is hot garbage. And y'all, you guys that are like, no, it's a good game, you guys are mentally challenged I at that part of your brains. I didn't say that the game is great, man. I'm just saying that for what it was, I mean, I enjoyed it. You know the quote I said at too many games, and I'm not going to say it on this podcast, but you know exactly what I said <laughs> when you kept trying to win these games. I'm not going to say it because it is offensive, but it's fucked up. So uh, before we do everything else, uh, a little bit of news. I'm just going to hit on it quickly just because I want to give a basically a PSA about it. Uh, 
like I said, I don't want to get very far into it because it's a hole that we would have be we'd probably spend a whole podcast on it. I think I know. I think you know what I'm about to say. So with we found out about Etika, and Etika has unfortunately passed away due to suicide. I believe he was 29 years old. Long story short, I'm not going to get into the semantics of it. If you are suffering, if you are suffering quietly from depression or anything like that, seek help. Even if you feel like there is no one out there that will help you, there are always people that will help. Call a hotline. Like There's tons of hotlines out there. Like Get the help that you need. So I just wanted to get a little real after us talking about shitty video games and all that stuff. So Yeah. It is unfortunate. I was not an Etika follower. You were more into the Etika scene than I was. He was a very good content. He, like we said before, he was on the up and up and all that stuff. But uh, one of your biggest enemies is your mind. And I think that's what finally got him. So, All right. Uh, I think that's basically it. Like, Do you want to hit anything else? Uh, no, that's really it. There, um, there's not going to be a podcast this weekend coming up. Uh, the next podcast coming up will be the week of the 6th so okay. that's saturday um yep. i have an emergency that i have to take care of up in new york so i will be away and he didn't trust me to do a solo podcast i didn't so. say that <laughs> i definitely told you go for it man i'm just uh, messing i might uh I, it's not sure yet uh, i'm still thinking in my head i think i might have something that i might want to do but i don't know uh we still have a lot of stuff on our plates like you said you have some personal stuff that you got to take care of and it would just be nice <laughs> All right. She's going crazy. It would just be nice just to relax for a little bit. So yeah. be on the lookout for that stuff. And that's all I got. Yep. Uh, we'll see you later. Yeah. Everyone have take care of yourself and have a good week. Thanks for tuning in to the Scrubverse podcast. If you would like to keep up to date with us, follow us on Twitter at Scrubverse podcast, at vetted games and at tornado Jones. Email us at scrubburstpodcast at gmail.com. Also, don't forget to check out our giveaway this month. Links will be provided in the podcast description.